Welcome to First Person Seville, the podcast. I'm Charles Lewis, your host, and also the co-host of In My Humble Opinion from WVAI 101 Jams. Today's episode features Chef Antoine Brinson, author of the article, You Get What You Focus On, Antoine Brinson's vision of using food to build community. Antoine is the founder and owner of Culinary Concepts AB, a business that trains people in the occupational and social skills they need to get jobs in Central Virginia's hospitality industry. He says that after 15 years of traveling internationally as a chef, he knew Charlottesville was the right place for something like CCAB. Charlottesville has over 500 restaurants in a 10-mile radius. That's equivalent to New York, San Francisco, D.C., right? And it, it creates, um, you know, this, you know, Rob, Peter, pay Paul mentality. I'm going to steal your dishwasher and pay him 50 cents more because there's no other dishwashers in the area, right? So it's a very competitive landscape. And the reason why it's so competitive is because there's no other option. And I recognized earlier on that if I created this, like this will be the option. Antoine's journey to entrepreneurship wasn't always so clear cut, though. He spent years in the culinary industry, and his feelings towards it are complex. His love for food and gathering people around the table has grown, but he's also seen the ugly side of hospitality. All right, so Antoine, well, thank you, first of all, for being a part of this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you having me here. Absolutely, man. Proud of all your work. Got to say that off top. Let's talk about hitting the streets of Charlottesville. Right. And, and talking to restaurant owners about training chefs, so on and so forth. What, what was that experience like? Um, and did you get some doors slammed in your face? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the here's like the straight raw. Right. Uh-huh. So, you know, when I first um, decided I want to launch a company, I had never done that before. So I ended up taking the program. Shout out to CIC, Community Investment Collaborative. Um, I took a program with them and, and it's about, you know, creating a business model. Part of that is customer discovery and customer discovery is where you go out and you test out your concept. So I'm like, all right. So I put on, um, you know, put, I, wrote, I put a little survey together with some questions on there. And essentially the questions were, you know, if there was a training program looking for people, identifying talent and training them, giving them certifications, would your restaurant hire them? And what are your needs? And, um, you know, I decided that I was going to go out in the community and I wasn't going to tell them that I was a chef. So I like literally had on like a button up, you know, and I had my clipboard and a pen and I'm just showing up to restaurants like, hey, can I have a, you know, a couple minutes of your time? And, you know, I had a, a survey I'm doing uh, trying to help, you know, with this workforce development program that uh, we're developing. And um, man, talk about humility. <laughs> I mean, I had people say, get the hell out of here. You know, we don't we don't want a program like that. Or, you know, what do you know? You know, like it was it was tough. And I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm a proud chef. You know, I'm like these 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 motherfuckers. <laughs> but, you know, I would say like out of out of, you know, maybe 40, 50 restaurants, I got 25 to say yes. And so that was one side. All right. So I found employers. So now the second side was like, all right, we need to get people in this program. And in the end, our first program, we ended up getting um, six folks um, that, you know, were willing to, you know, sign up for this pilot program. And it was 100 percent success all the way around. We got all of them to the finish line. Um, They all finished and passed their certifications and all of them got jobs. 
And, um, you know, you fast forward, you know, we've diversified our programming. We've helped over 100 students, you know, find employment in Charlottesville. You know, we've, we've worked with, you know, a ton of different employers all over and it's constantly growing. And, um, you know, it's been a game changer. And I, I would say it's, it's been extremely rewarding um, being a part of so many people's journey and, and just seeing the transformation. I noticed you started uh, your writing by stating, in my younger years, I was full of misplaced energy and lacked focus. And the expectations facing me and my friends, young black men, many of us from single parent homes, were not high. So uh, question, what was young Antoine getting into? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, it's all, it's all in context of where you're from. I grew up outside of Buffalo, New York. And, um, you know, the community that I grew up in, it was coming out of the, you know, the crack epidemic, you know, you had a lot of old heads that was pimps and players back in the days. Mm-hmm. And um, those were the room role models. Those are the ones that, you know, we looked up to. I, you know, I, I um, we had a, a community center and I learned to box at a young age. So I'm like the skinny dude in the, in the community. And I'm a, I'm a quiet, you know, I've always been that I'm a, I'm an introvert, right? I'm a quiet type, but like you, you push somebody hard enough and you keep pushing them. They, they, you know, they let go. So I would just blow up. <laughs> so I got, I, I became known. I would like fight. I would get in the fights. And um, it was just misdirected. It wasn't like I was fighting because I was trying to like be a bully or, you know, prove myself or something like that. It was just like, it was, it was survival of the fittest. You know, that was the expectation, you know, like either you're going to show up or you're going to get knocked out. So can you tell us more about the process of moving from a kid with misplaced energy to your internship in the Caribbean? So I grew up, my cousin was like my brother, like me and him, we did everything together. And, you know, we, <laughs> we won together, we failed together. <laughs> we was in trouble together, we was out of trouble together. And, um, you know, I ended up catching this case. And uh, I'm not going to get too into the details, but like we was looking at like, 25 to life. It was, it was, it was intense. And, um, I made a promise to myself. I was like, if I beat this, I was like, I'm going to take whatever I have left over and I'm going to do something with, it. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do something. And by the grace of God, you know, like I ended up beating this case. And, um, I kept a promise to myself, man. I started going out looking for culinary schools and, um, I went to CIA, which is the Culinary Institute of America, and I remember applying for it. I'm looking at them like, man, I could never afford this. This shit, this is out of my price range. Um, and I'm like, you know, fuck it. You know what I mean? What do I got to lose? I'm going to apply. I made a promise to myself, right? And um, they gave me a full-ride scholarship for college, right? And that's how I ended up going to to culinary school. So, you know, like, you get a blessing like that, you're not going to squander it, right? So we had this this room in college where you can like look at internships all over the world and everybody wants to go to New York, DC, LA, you know, go to the top restaurants. I'm like, yo, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going to the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm going left. Right. And, um, I found the property in St. John, uh, shout out to Canil Bay. I think, I don't even think they open anymore. And, um, you know, I, I applied for an internship there. I got in and then the rest was history. I didn't have, the goal of being an executive chef when I was early, earlier in my career, I just wanted to learn. So I, I remember I had this book, this, this Forbes book, and it had all the five-star restaurants in the world. And when I was in the Caribbean, I would circle on the different islands, the top restaurants, and I would go to these different um, islands 
and I would show up and work for these chefs for free and then they end up paying me in food or they pay me cash right and I would just learn I would learn and I ended up building this crazy network of chefs um just just by doing that um so I've been extremely fortunate to align with the right people in the culinary field um and and that people that genuinely wanted to pour into me people that genuinely wanted me to succeed and win that experience changed me because it was the first time in my life that I seen people that look like me in positions of power. Like I had never seen an executive chef in a fine dining restaurant that was black. It fucked with me, right? Cause I'm like, is this real? Like, is this, you know what I'm saying? Like, does this, is this a thing? You know, once you get past the insecurity and, and like once you're able to break down that barrier and you're like, wow, like there's another way. And um, you know, it, it completely changed my perspective on what was possible. Man, so uh, I got to imagine that um, your HBO experience had, you know, has to be a highlight of your journey, but or, or maybe not. But HBO is the big brunch. Uh, please, if you would share that experience and what that exposure means for you and CCAB. So um, 2022 started out, um, we, you know, as I do every year with my team, we set audacious goals um, shout out to the CCAB team. And, um, you know, I get a call and they're like, hey, you know, you got accepted to be on this TV show. And by the way, we need you to leave everything and come to L.A. for an entire month. <laughs> and I did it. And the show was uh, HBO's uh, Max The Big Brunch, um, created by Dan Levy. Brunch is the ultimate connector, the perfect convergence of food, comfort, and friendship. So we built a show to celebrate 10 chefs, each striving to improve their communities by connecting people with food. It was an amazing experience, man. I mean, like, at the end of the day, the show was all about highlighting, you know, chefs that were doing amazing things in their community. And for me, I saw it as an opportunity not only to highlight the community, but to highlight the work, you know, like, Culinary Concepts was an idea, you know, now it's a movement, you know what I mean? Like now we got people all over that's like, yo, like, hey, can we open up another Culinary Concepts in Alaska? Can we open it up in, in um, Ohio? And it's just like, it's crazy. It's crazy that it's turned into this. And this is like what the show did for the organization was it gave us a microphone, man. That's one side of it. And the other side, you know, I would say... The, the show was a journey of discovery. Like when I first started cooking, I was like cooking classical French, like super technical, because that's what we teach, right? And then in, in, in like, you know, halfway through the show, next thing you know, I'm cooking Ethiopian, right? And it was the question. It was like, you know, create a dish that represents where you are in your life right now. And for me, the last 10 years, I've really, you know, been on this journey of like learning more. I'm, I'm half Ethiopian. My dad's, you know, first generation. I didn't grow up with Ethiopians, you know what I'm saying? I grew up on my mom, with my mom's side of the family. So like I've been on this journey of self-discovery for a while, just learning more about my, my culture and more about the heritage, more about the cuisine. You know, I've mastered all these different cuisines. Like why haven't I mastered Ethiopian cuisine yet? You know, I've been cooking for 25 years and never once have I ever put an Ethiopian dish on the menu. And then I go on national TV and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking Ethiopian food like I, I cook at home. And it was like a happy place for me, man. 
What about your journey would you change if you could? You know, um, my dad passed away um, last year. And, um, you know, like, I feel like in life, we feel like we, we got time. You know, we always like, yo, I'm gonna do it later. Or, you know, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna put this off. I'm gonna do it next year. And, um, you know, for like 10 years, me and my dad kept saying, we're gonna take a trip to Ethiopia. We're gonna take a trip. But, you know, the apple don't far, far from the tree. You know, I work like crazy. He worked like crazy. You know, we just never put it on the calendar, right? We just kept working. And and then unexpectedly, he finds out he has cancer. And six months later, boom, he's gone, right? And um, I would say if I could change anything, I would have took that trip. I would have took the trip with him. What are you most proud of? You know, man, I would say... I'm a, I'm a proud dad. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Business aside, you know, I'm I'm proud to to just be on this journey with with my family, man, and watching them grow, um, you know, watching my kids develop. And, you know, I try to make sure that I, I equally pour into the people that are in my inner circle and the way that I do to, you know, the people that I'm training. And um I'm just I, I, I love seeing my kids, you know on their journey developing and growing and trying new things and, and, and learning from their mistakes and, and winning. And then, you know, being able to grow from, from those experiences and, and just watching them interact with each other. You know, I just think it's a, it's a blessing, man. Antoine Brinson is a chef and founder of Culinary Concepts AB. You can find his first person Seville essay at vinegarhillmagazine.com. Follow up on more of Antoine's work at his website, www.culinaryconceptsab.com. We want to hear your story and tell the story of our community together. Share your perspective with First Person Seville at seavilleinclusivemedia.com slash projects. The First Person Seville podcast is a production of Charlottesville Inclusive Media. It's hosted by me, Charles Lewis, and the In My Humble Opinion talk show. Like what you hear? Subscribe and follow us at imhotalkshow.org. This episode was produced by Kelly Jones. IMHO theme music was from God Vibes by Mikael and Morris with NYC Bangers on production.